Today's episode is all about reversing the laziness syndrome. And before you skip over this episode thinking you don't suffer from laziness, let me ask you this. What's the number one reason we don't accomplish so many of the things that we set out to do? Is it lack of resources? Is it because we're afraid to take the leap toward whatever it is that we want? Is it simply a lack in confidence? Or maybe, just maybe, could it all boil down to something a lot more basic? something called the laziness syndrome. That's what I call it. All of these things, lack of resources, fear, and lack of confidence play a significant role in what we do or do not do. However, our own level of laziness is one of the biggest factors in our self-sabotaging behaviors. It's not about pointing fingers either. I didn't create this episode to make anyone feel bad or to shame anyone. I'm not pointing a finger and I'm not saying I'm any different from any of you. So before we get started, let's open our minds and set aside all judgments, even those of ourselves. And then let's look at what we know about the lazy behaviors that we have. By the end of this episode, my hope is that you will have the confidence and the know-how that you need to overcome laziness. So the next time that laziness syndrome comes calling, you can look it straight in the eye without so much as a hesitation or a twitch and then walk on by being as productive as you ever were. My name is Jen Stickney, and I'm the host of the Simply Authentic podcast. I created this podcast as part of a journey of discovering our truth within. Each episode covers various tips, lessons, and ideas, as well as the struggles and hurdles I've had to overcome while discovering the truth of who and what I am, my authentic self. It's always a work in progress, but I believe that we all have the ability to create whatever life we desire. I also believe that one of the keys to doing this is through authentic action. When we discover the truth within and can separate self from ego, endless possibilities become open to us. It's my hope that this podcast may provide a different perspective or something to ponder from time to time. Thanks again for joining me today. Laziness can make us feel unhappy, jealous, unhealthy, and so many other negative feelings. There are so many reasons to not be lazy, yet we do it anyway. So many people wake up, probably later than they had intended, and let life take over from there. Every one of us wants to have some level of control over how our life turns out and how it develops. So why do we give in to laziness? We all suffer from feelings of laziness from time to time. And this doesn't make us inferior to anyone else. It doesn't make us weak. It doesn't make us incapable of being successful or keep us from having an impact on the world or achieving our dreams. Laziness can make those things harder or take longer, but when we're aware of what we're doing, we can make informed decisions and then choose to do something different. The most successful and happy people know how to manage their lives for productivity, and while it takes effort, the very thing we're struggling with in the first place, laziness can be overcome. The reason I don't care to point fingers at anybody or make anyone feel like they're being judged is because I found it interesting that there have been studies conducted to determine whether or not we have what it takes to get things done. And the results of these studies show that humans by nature are just plain lazy. 
According to a study published by eLife, humans are lazy. In a study conducted by lead researcher Dr. Hagura, participants were shown a cloud of dots that moved either to the right or to the left. They were then asked to indicate if the dots were moving to the right or the left by moving one of two levers. If they thought the dots were moving to the right, they moved a lever in their right hand. And if they thought the dots were moving to the left, they moved a lever in the left hand. What the volunteers did not know, however, is that one of the levers was slightly heavier and therefore harder to move than the other. Lead researcher Dr. Hagura found that the volunteers biased their decisions away from the direction that would require the most effort. If the right-hand lever was heavier, the volunteers decided that dots with ambiguous motion were moving to the left. Those for whom the left-hand lever was heavier felt that the same dots were moving to the right. The participants showed this bias despite failing to notice that the levers had different weights. Moreover, they continued to show the bias even when subsequently asked to simply say their answers rather than use the levers. The results indicate that the effort required to act on a decision can influence the decision itself. Some of the participants persevered and despite the added effort, they provided the correct answers. They didn't give in to taking the path of least resistance, as it were. So how lazy are you? Where do you think you fall on the scale of laziness? Are you in denial over where you stand or do you think you're fairly realistic in your assessment? When given the opportunity of doing something easy, even if it offers little to no reward, versus something that is more difficult but with a higher reward, we will most often go with the easier option. Despite logic, our mind convinces us that it's the better choice. Some of us can see past the easy route and will resolve to put in the effort for greater reward, hence all the super successful business entrepreneurs or speakers or leaders we have among us. But just being an entrepreneur says something about where you stand when it comes to being lazy. But I guarantee you that you don't beat the odds 100% of the time. I'm lazy. I'll be the first to admit that I'm not 100% lazy proof either. I have my ups and downs. Every time my alarm goes off and I have time to go work out or go for a run or even sometimes just time to take a shower, the laziness syndrome kicks in and I have to fight it off. Sometimes I succeed and sometimes hitting the snooze button just seems easier and more pleasant even though I know I'll regret it later. I have a feeling that you experience things like this too. When it comes to running my business and getting things done, I can struggle there as well. And that's really why I'm sharing this with you today. None of us are completely immune from laziness. There are certain things we can all do to mitigate the laziness syndrome in our lives. Many of these ideas I've shared before when talking about how to stay motivated, but some of the same methods also work for getting over the laziness hump. So here are 11 ways to overcome the laziness syndrome. The first thing is set your alarm clock. I know we all do this, but sometimes it helps to have an intention other than just wake up on time. Since everyone has a different schedule, I can't recommend one specific time to which you should set your alarm clock. Just make sure to get good quality sleep and don't overdo it. Too much or too little sleep can actually hinder your ability to perform and function. Have you ever noticed that when you sleep in or get extra sleep, you find yourself extra tired the next day? Your body needs a consistent routine because the hormones that wake us up or keep us sleepy try to anticipate our schedule and they work for us with or without an alarm clock. If you sleep too long, your body gets confused by the mixed signals and then struggles to do the right thing when it comes time to actually be awake. 
Set your alarm for the same time or really close to it seven days a week. Make a habit of going to bed at roughly the same time every night as well. Another thing you can do is to set goals. If we set goals, then that means we need to work toward them. Being lazy will never allow you to accomplish your goals. Take the initiative to get up in the morning and work toward your goals every day. As a business owner, I have weekly goals that I strive for when it comes to creating content or sharing on social media or creating new courses. I strive to work on each area a certain number of times each week or for a set amount of time each week. Even if all you have is 15 minutes a day for something, do it. That 15 minutes is still better than nothing. The third thing you can do is make a schedule for yourself. A schedule will keep you from sitting idle and doing nothing beneficial towards your progress. Create a routine and follow it until you need to change it up. It's all about progress and not sitting still. Not that long ago, I shared a daily routine worksheet as a downloadable PDF on my Simply Yes Marketing website, and you can find that if you go out to my website and just look for the article related to this podcast. It's called 11 Ways to Reverse the Laziness Syndrome. It's a worksheet that you can use to take a look at what time you have during your day and set some intentions for how you'd like to actually use that time. The fourth thing you can do is find a passion. Start exploring and trying new things. You might just find something for which you're extremely passionate. Oftentimes we dabble in so many things, but we don't stick with them long enough to really determine whether or not it's something we'd want to do long term or if we have passion in it. And when you're doing something you're passionate about, the laziness syndrome tends to be less prominent. Passion drives us to do better because we care about what we're doing. The fifth thing you can do is get an accountability partner. Friends, family, and even strangers are great at helping us accomplish what we set out to accomplish. Create a Facebook group. Find some people that will help you stay accountable. Find someone who's willing to push you, and then don't be offended when they point something out about your habits. If we go through life blind, then we will never accomplish anything. We all need to listen to other people and to be open to constructive criticism. You never know when someone else may just have a bit of advice that you can use to get yourself to the next level or over a hill you've been stuck on for a while. The sixth thing is to get active. Discipline when it comes to fitness will carry over into other areas of your life. When we stick to an exercise plan, a couple of things happen. Exercise increases the level of endorphins in our body, which is one of the feel-good hormones. When we feel good, we tend to be more motivated and less lazy. We also tend to be happier. Exercise also boosts our self-confidence. And when we're confident in ourselves, we can achieve a lot more than when we're feeling negative. You may have also noticed that when you exercise, you want to spend more time with others and intimate relationships are improved. Whether you feel the need for, to exercise or not, the act of being physically active is good for your body and for your mind. So number seven, don't be afraid to change. If your current routine isn't doing it for you, then change things up a bit. It's okay to want to do something different from what you're doing now. It's normal to feel that way. If you feel the urge to change things up, then do it. As Albert Einstein has been quoted for saying, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. When we do something different, we're going to get a different result. So get a new job, start a new business, make new friends, set some new goals. All of these things are fantastic ways to change things up and make a better life for yourself. Change is a good and necessary part of life for most of us. Number eight, challenge yourself. 
Oftentimes, laziness is a result of simply not challenging your mind. When there's little to no stimulation for your mind, you will lack the motivation to do anything. Challenging yourself is important. It helps us to extend ourselves so that we can step outside the comfort zone and grow. Look at challenges as a growth phase or a growth opportunity in your life, not just something that we struggle to get through. Next is number nine, meet new people. Meeting new people is another way to break free from the laziness syndrome. The experience of meeting others can bring our thoughts into the present moment, even if only for a moment, which helps us to open up to new ideas. We are also more likely to try new activities or to be more social. When we meet people that are driven towards similar goals, it can be very motivating to be around them and to talk with them. Finding like-minded people is an excellent way to break through to the next level of whatever it is you're trying to accomplish. As an example, when I went to Funnel Hacker Live, I was surrounded by 4,500 other people, all who were driven and excited about what we're doing, and that energy alone was very motivating. And I came back psyched and ready to go. Number 10, change your mindset. Your mind will determine how you perceive life. If you change the way you think by developing good habits, then you can get yourself out of the lazy mindset. It's important that you do this so that life will not pass you by. Do something productive. Doing something productive can change your mindset toward life and you'll be better equipped to overcome laziness. Number 11, choose to eat healthier foods. I find this one to be one of the most important methods on this list. Sugar is toxic to the brain and to your body. It weakens our immune system. It makes it hard for the various systems within our body to properly communicate. It dulls our senses. It creates constant food cravings. It gives you low energy. It kills your metabolism. Sugar causes premature aging and bloating, decreases memory and focus. The list goes on and on and on. If you could make only one change in your diet, cut out sugar. Go cold turkey and all processed sugars. And there are over 60 different names for sugar, so you'll want to look those up first. And then after you've gone cold turkey for a few weeks on all the processed sugar, cut out the natural kinds found in fruits and colorful vegetables, dairy, everything that has sugar. Eat a lot of leafy green vegetables and lean meats for all the calcium, protein, and vitamins that your body needs. Trust me, it's hard for the first few weeks, but after that, the cravings diminish and you feel so much better. Your skin will look younger and more vibrant. Food will taste better. You will feel so much more energized. You'll be healthier. And while everyone around you keeps getting colds or coughs or some other kind of flu bug, you'll be sailing through all of it untouched. I went through the process and I can't recommend it highly enough. Getting rid of sugar has changed everything for me. I'm now 41 years old and I can keep up with my four-year-old and my six-year-old without a problem. Whereas just a few years ago, I was done. I was tired. By the time they went to bed, it was like seven o'clock at night. I had lost all energy and I was just ready to crawl in bed myself. Now I have so much energy, I don't even know what to do with the time that I have. So I highly recommend it. If there's one thing that you can get rid of, one thing to change in your diet, drop sugar. Just cut it out. You don't need all of that sugar. Our body needs some, but it gets plenty with all the foods that naturally have it. So don't use the processed sugars. Don't include them. Try to find other ways. And I tr and trust me that food will taste so much better after your taste buds can actually function again without the added sugar. So there you have it. 11 different methods that you can try for overcoming the effects of laziness. 
Pick one or two to try this week, or if you're really ambitious, try them all. Although I have a sneaky suspicion that no one will actually try every single one of them because, after all, humans are inherently lazy. Thanks again for listening. Love this episode? I'd love it if you left a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. When you do, you help me to reach more individuals just like you who are looking for a shift in perspective or to discover their own truth within. This episode was produced and edited by me, your host, Jen Stickney, using Adobe Audition as well as tools available at Anchor.fm, your one-stop shop for all your podcasting needs. The music used in this podcast is titled Clear Progress by Scott Holmes. Thanks again for listening. Thank you.